It was race week. It was. <laughs> Not anymore. We had two weeks in a row of race week. Can I just say I'm so glad that there are no triple headers this, this year anymore. Yeah, I mean, podcasting is hard. For anyone that, like, has a podcast, I have mad respect for you because, like, the turnaround, especially for F1 podcasts, is so quick. So quick. We've only been doing this 15 weeks. <laughs> We've only known each other for three months. Just over three months. Well, you know who else is... You know, we're sticking around till next year, but you know who else is sticking around till next year? Who? Pierre Gasly at Alphatari. Uh, I am so happy that he has a seat for next year, but I am also so annoyed that it's not for a better team. Like, are we joking? The kid has got talent. Why is he still in the B-grade team? After his performance in Baku, surely Pierre would have gotten... Um, but yeah, like it's just weird, and we we still have quite a few people that don't have seats for next year. Yeah, I think you're like, I think after Silverstone we'll get more announcements. Silverstone is halfway through the season. Where is it really? You realize that, right? Oh my god! Yeah, I think yeah, either Silverstone or Paul oh Ricard. I think it's halfway. We're almost halfway. This is like. The 11th race is halfway. Jesus. I'm not mentally prepared for this. I know. You know what? I still feel like we're in the first half. It's so weird. Um, But, yeah, we're halfway through and we've already had the championships. Oh, my goodness. I looked at the um, constructors today and I was like, holy shit, Red Bull are in front. Like, by a lot. Yeah. Do you, and you know what the most scary thing is? Is Alpine is ca- catching McLaren very fast. So McLaren are looking like if um, both drivers can't score points, like they're gonna they're gonna end up in the fifth place, which is heartbreaking. You know what's great? What's that? that Aston overtook Haas <laughs> and is now eighth. <laughs> you know what though? As much as I'm happy for Aston, for Strolly Polly getting his one point this weekend at his home Grand Prix, I really think that Haas are going to overtake them. But Aston Aston just overtook Haas. Yeah, but I think that Haas are going to come back. Kevin's Kevin's a strong, has had like better finishes than I think. That is true. But Aston came out and admitted that they fucked up the tyre pressures on in quali and they think that that's why i think the yeah but i mean that's one weekend out of how many like you know what i mean like it's they're halfway through the season they've only just overtaken them like i really think they're half gonna get more points towards the end oh right debbie downer no i think that'd be because <laughs> ha- it's very well known that Haas have the most developed car out of everybody yeah, because they literally spent the entirety of last year developing their 2022 car. Which was smart. Like, they did yeah. them well. At least they're not lost this year. <laughs> well, the FIA announced that there are going to be no changes. Does that mean for Silverstone or? Uh, no, the FIA mentioned that there were going to be no changes for the weekend just gone. So, they oh, okay. we, we spoke in the last episode about that the FIA are going to bring in some sort of regulation to control the porpoising. Mm-hmm. And 
we thought everyone thought it was going to be implemented for where were we Canada yeah <laughs> but it's on. not looking like it is there's going to be a meeting in the next week so we should get an announcement before Silverstone about what's going to happen for this regulation there was a very heated discussion between Toto and Matea and of course Christian was there which gives me the whole Harry Potter why is it always you three vibes um about the new directive but it's something's got to be I think something's going to be done especially for Mercedes because they came out and admitted that their drivers were getting micro concussions every race and having blurred vision which is highly dangerous driving at 330 kilometers an hour a hundred percent but at the same time like just raise your ride height (laughs) so i think that's what the directive is going to (laughs) be i completely understand that the fia have stepped in and been like hey we're going to do something about porpoising because it's not good for our drivers and they should be our priority but at the same time like they they could just fix it by raising their ride height, yeah, and they lose performance, so but then they're not porpoising. That's the thing. Mercedes, even if they raise their ride height, they still porpoise. So that's the okay. problem. Um, and there's only so much you can raise an F1 car, like there's a limit. And yeah. I think that that's part of the problem. So I think they've got to try and come find a way around at that because um, Mercedes were like, well, we don't have enough ride height to get rid of it. I really wonder what the – what will the fix be? Who knows? Well, Sir Lulu might not even race at Silverstone because um, he still hasn't gotten rid of his nose piercing. So also, go, like, going back to the porpoising issue, Pierre came out and said that he is going to put performance over his health every single time. If he had to choose between his health and well, performance, Well, they already were limiting the water that the drivers could have in the car, right? What do you mean? Like they had reduced the amount of water that they that they had in their packs in the car this year to reduce weight. Yeah, I think I just I don't, I don't know. I feel like the whole I feel this year I feel like it's getting dangerous. Reducing water, micro concussions, blurred vision. Surely the compression on your spine is going to give you some sort of nerve damage and like fuck up your discs. Like I don't know. Christian Horner, right? Man, honestly, that man does not. I do not understand how he has so much time to have screen time. He's always on the pit wall. He is always doing interviews. I've sewn many notes on Christian Horner this weekend. He came out and said that, first of all, there's no team orders at Red Bull anymore if they remain respectful and give each other space. So will we see Max and Checo fighting? I, w- I, I would like to see the Mexican Minister of Defence up against the Dutch Lion. I think it would. It's so difficult because when I think of Red Bulls fighting, I am immediately flashbacking to Baku, and I just can't watch two Red Bulls crash into each other at the moment. I just I don't have the mental capacity or the sanity for that. You know what? I no. like a little bit of spice. Yeah, but I just don't want any more DNFs for the season. Is that too much to ask for? Maybe. Christian Horner also said this weekend that he thinks that the engines should be raised from three per driver to five. Well, you know what? Five. But, I mean, five is great, but it's going to hamper the teams that don't have a lot of money. But that's what they're saying. They're saying that the grid penalty is more damage to a team than 
the financial penalty. And they already make five engines per year anyway in case they need five. They'll raise it to five. Maybe Christian Horner's onto something. Like what Charles Leclerc's up to four already. So, I mean, five seems reasonable. I think so. I mean, I'd, if anyone has anything, if anyone can tell us why five isn't reasonable. Hit us up in the comments. We're still waiting. But we also had Mr. Otmar Schnauzer. <laughs> Mr. Otmar, Otmar Schnauzer. Um, <laughs> confirming that Austin Piastri will be in F1 in 2023. As an Australian, this makes me so fucking happy. Um, We're going to have two Aussies on the grid. This is fucking wild. Right? And I also think he has – I watched a – I've watched a couple of his F2 races and he – the kid has talent. Did you understand what was going on when you were watching the F2 God races? God, no. They have like reverse <laughs> grids and sprint races all the time and it's just a lot. But it's cool. Like it is cool. I have mad respect for them. Their cars look heavy and there's like 30 of them on the grid. Yeah, well, you know, I was just thinking about this today. If there is a mid-season driver swap, mid-season driver swap, yep, I said it right, that means (laughs) that we would have 22, like the championship would be out of 22 drivers and Nicholas Latifi would be 22 out of... We don't know that yet. But if that happened... If Nicholas Latifi got swapped out, he would be 22. Yeah. Now, you've got here about Sir Lulu's Brazilian passport. Yes. I know that he was made an honorary citizen. He's an honorary citizen. So he, that comes with getting an official Brazil a dual passport for a British and Brazilian passport and he's a citizen so he can live there. We didn't actually have that much news this week considering that's which I think was kind of a good thing. I don't know, that's a fair amount of news. I mean, I feel like we've had more. But then Oh, you mean dr- do you mean like drama news? Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. I think that we're – it's slowed down a bit on the drama, but I feel like it's going to pick back up when they start announcing – when Silly Season really starts. That's the most stressful. I'm not mentally prepared. You know what I love? What's that? The way Fernando says Yuki. 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 He's so cute. I'm just loading up the tri- driver's championships up on my phone because let's look at – Lando's got 50 points, right? Yeah. Daniel's got 15. If if Daniel was closer to Lando, they like in the constructors, they would be like safe ish. Mm-hmm. Right? But it's just it makes me sad for the whole McLaren team and I feel like the pressure I cannot even imagine what it's like on Daniel. But it's just it sucks. You know, speaking of WDC points, did you see sorry, Sir Hammy is on 77 points and Valtteri Bottas is on 44. Yes, I did see that. They still love each other. All right, let's move into the Canada weekend. I feel like the Canada weekend brought some good content. It brought some – I enjoyed Canada, actually, more than I expected to. It was a little – I found the race a little bit boring. I know that everyone said that they found it interesting. It was good, but it wasn't great. Um, but I feel like the whole weekend as a whole was pretty good. What do you think? I really liked it, we'll admit. Um, what I didn't like was – you know, I would like to know the official count for Groundhogs Killed this weekend. Because <laughs> Nicholas Latifi definitely killed one. Yeah, and you know what the, like, that thing would have been a pancake, like, completely flat. Yeah. Did you know that they actually try and rehome some of the Groundhogs prior to the race? A hundred percent. I wonder how many Groundhog deaths have happened because of F1 drivers. It must suck. 
having your home race and then killing a groundhog? Like, has anyone put that into perspective? Oh, my. He actually sounded really sad. Latifi and Sir Lancelot got very, very emotional during the national anthem. You were asleep for that. It was quite cute. They had, like, a big zoomed-in panned moment. It was, it was a lot. I'm skipping straight to the race. I didn't even talk about practice. We need to talk about practice. We had three of them. We did. We did. Charles' engine came out that it was not repairable, which means he took a nice hefty grid penalty and started 19th. Mm. His power unit, uh, which meant that he started 20th. Yeah, and Esty Bestie and K-Mag both took new engines but didn't receive any penalties because they were engines from the pool. But Esty Bestie also had a bit of an issue with his brakes. He had some paper towel in them <laughs> and they started smoking. Oh they like, yeah, they caught on fire big time. They put, you know what I didn't understand is they put the F1 car in the garage and then put it out. And I was like, would you not put it out as soon as he rocks up? Like, well, are we not worried that there's like petrol in that garage? Guys, why? Put, can you put it I out think, outside? Maybe? I think it's because the mechanics put it out in a very specific way not to get shit all over, like the foam all over the car. Unlike Sebastian Vettel <laughs> who just completely fucks the car up with foam. At least Max kind of just pointed to where the stewards needed to put it out. Max has grown up very privileged, so I don't think he would know how to use a fire extinguisher. I wonder if that's something they have to learn. Mercedes brought a new floor. They cut out a huge chunk of their floor and said it was an upgrade. (laughs) And then they proceeded, I'm pretty sure, to take the floor off. And then Lewis was like, I can't drive this. Yeah, which was very kind of interesting because I've never heard Lewis... Like, Lewis has complained, complains publicly usually. Like, it's not an uncommon thing. But it was the first time I'd ever heard Lewis be like, fuck, that car is bad, was, like, literally the quote at the start of the interview, like, before they had even asked him a question. And I was like, whoa, someone is not a happy chappy. We had a lot of porpoising again. And that was mainly, well, because it's a street circuit, it's not smooth like the other circuits we go to, like Silverstone will be when we go there or the Red Bull Ring. And we had, a, we had a new presenter this weekend. All right. I have a lot to say because TikTok and F1 Twitter are very divided on this issue. I'm not sure where you stand, but I know where I stand. I am all for female presenters. I have publicly very often talked about how much I love Natalie Pink- Pinkham and I've also talked about how much I love Naomi and... The other one, the other blonde one that I can't remember her name right now. She was there on the weekend. Um, fuck. Danica, I'm sure she's great in what she does in NASCAR and IndyCar because she's a former race driver for both. But she just did not know enough about F1 to the point Jensen Button corrected her numerous times. And he, you could tell that he was slightly annoyed. And it was a bit cringe. Like if you're going to come into a motorsport and help commentate and interview people. I feel like it's your job and your duty to know enough about that sport. I agree with you. I think she did well in the post-race interviews um, with Max, uh, Ch- uh, Ch- Ugh, Carlos. We all need to stop starting with C. <laughs> and Lewis. I think she would did, did well then. That was Jensen yeah, Button in uh, the post-race interviews. Right. Why did I think it was her? I don't know. Yeah, so, I mean, I don't know. Like, there was a, a – like, she made a comment about 
George going on to Sleeks in Quali being like, oh, it was very brave and very confident. Which, I mean, yeah, I guess it is. But then... I think it was fucking stupid. <laughs> Jensen turned around and was <laughs> like, I'm actually really angry at George for that. Like, that was a dumb move. Yeah. And so, like, she had made a few comments like that. And there was another another thing she said. I can't re- quite remember what it was. But Jensen straight up, like, full corrected her and was like, no, that's not how it is. I was an F1 driver. And I was like, whoa, whoa. It was in, like, a practice section. And I was like, yeah. So I just kind of lost a bit of respect for her. I feel like I've, she's been at another race this year and I didn't mind her. But I think this week she didn't. She was not it. All right, let's talk about unsafe releases at Aston. We've talked about this before. <laughs> we'll talk about it again. Aston Martin, hello. My name's Em and I can do this job for you guys. <laughs> I'll just stand there and tell you if there's a car coming. Just, guys, just hit me up. I also, I'm really curious to, like, I want to pay more attention to it because I wonder if it's them getting told to go out and then just not being fast enough getting out or if someone's coming faster down the pit lane than they expect. Like, I think that might play into it. It's just happened so many times this year and it's always Aston. Well, Ferrari had one this weekend. Yeah, well, Carlos is usually impeding someone, so... Whoa. Yeah, Carlos had an unsafe release into Lando Norris and nearly hit poor Norrie in the side pod. Like, it was it was close. Not Carlando. I know. No. I'm sure they would have laughed about it afterwards. Uh, so, the other two things I want to talk about, I'm not sure if you saw them, but it was, or if you watched them after I mentioned them to you, was there was some really good content that came out of practices. They made Alex Elbon go through his Instagram feed and tell us about his Instagram feed. And he <laughs> was just honestly the funniest I've heard him. Like, I love, I think he's hilarious, but he was so funny. He was making jokes about like, I've had a big forehead since birth. Because <laughs> they had like pictures of him as a kid and he's like, I've just never grown into it. And I was like, oh my God. <laughs> they also pulled up Elbon Pets, which we are a big fan of here. I love Elbon Pets. <laughs> They pulled up Albon Pets images and the last thing that I really wanted to mention, which I thought was cute um, because we love Lily just as much as we love Alex, was he told the story about how he met Lily and that it was after Austin at Coda that he met Lily and he says that George will tell the story different but he met Lily um, after the race and he was supposed to go on a boys trip with George and just stayed in Austin with Lily and didn't go on the boys' trip. <laughs> I'd love to hear George's side of the story. <laughs> and stayed a week with Lily instead and they've been together ever since. And I was like, that is so sweet. But I also would, I really need to know, where was this boys' trip going? And George, were you upset? What's this about Jensen couldn't do his track guide? Oh, so Jensen was supposed to do, I'm pretty sure he got out and did it, but I think he did it under the safety car. He was supposed to go out and do like a track guy where like they drive around and he talks about the track. Mm. It happens at every race and Jensen was supposed to do it this week and they couldn't do it because of how hectic the rain was. Uh, I'm not even shocked though because that rain was crazy. Yeah, they were doing like post practice interviews and there was like an umbrella that came launching like and I'm not talking just like a handheld umbrella. I'm talking like one with the weighted stands, like the big outside umbrellas come launching at like Jensen and Danica. I was like, oh my God, this is terrifying. 
the other really good content that came out of the weekend was they did a whole feature on Carlos's physio. And he, <laughs> they, well, he, Carlos and the physio were walking together and his physio just couldn't wipe his smile off his face and Carlos was, like, mocking him and, like, like talking to him. It was so cute. And then, like, they were trying to do interview with him but he was really shy and he was just so humble and so sweet, like, because obviously he's just there to do his job and um, Carlos was just talking about how it uh, how important it is to have like a physio that you trust and that you can take to each team with you and how reliable they have to be because you see them more than your partner and that is like they are your rock essentially. And I just thought it was really sweet. That is so cute. I'm that's so cute. I'm glad that Carlos's physio was like happy. We're up to quality now. Quali, quali, quali. It was wet. She it was, was wet. wet. She and I'm surprised that we didn't have any delays. I was very happy we had <laughs> no delays. The times that this race was on, these practices and race and quali was on, was horrific. Uh, what was it? Was it seven a.m.? Six. Uh, it was just. I woke up and went back to sleep after quali. Will admit. Ash tried to call me and I was dead to the world. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to bed. You know what? The race was worse, but we'll get to that in a minute. Oh, there's, there was so much to cover over the race. We had some surprising additions to Q2 and we had some surprising outs in Q1. Homeboy's out in Q1. First off. You asked me what this meant before. Yeah. So I had... Re- I think it's pretty fucking obvious. I had... <laughs> I had written all my notes in my phone this weekend instead because I um, did a little content and I was using my computer for some other stuff. So I took notes in my phone. And in my phone I had homeboys out in Q1 and I literally said to Em when I was on the phone to her earlier getting ready for this recording, I was like, what the fuck does that even mean? And she's like, are you joking? She's like, it's your notes. She's like, it means that Nicholas Latifi and Lance Joel went out in Q1. And I was like, oh, yeah. It was honestly, I felt like an idiot. We also had Sebastian Vettel go out in q1 okay so aston martin looked very very strong in fp3 yeah fp3 and then no pace nothing which came out that tire pressure was the issue but it just really sucks uh, sebastian's radio broke me did you hear when he was like sorry i didn't realize my radio was on yeah yeah oh seb he totally did but yeah <laughs> I'm just I'm just manifesting a good race fast. Um, that's all I want. You've had one. Have I? Uh, last year. Baku. Last year in Baku. <laughs> yeah, thanks. I'm hoping for one this season. <laughs> you can't be too greedy. You want Max to win every race and you want Aston to do <laughs> well. So, I mean, you can't be greedy. It's one or the other. We're going to lose dos. We had Joe Guan Yu get into Q3 and have his best race start and his best race finish ever in F1 this weekend. So big congratulations to him. We also had Mick Schumacher give his give us his best quality. Oh, honestly, nearly brought me to te- tears. It's Father's Day weekend for them over there. And I'm just really mad that he DNF'd. I'm so fucking mad. I nearly cried. So Carlos impeding SD Bestie. So my comment before about Carlos impeding was not correct. <laughs> was uh, was very correct. I can't even remember what oh what happened there to be honest. 
Um, I remember that Esty Bestie's radio. Oh, I do. He came back on the track like a madman, according to Esty Bestie. I feel like Esty Bestie cops a lot of the impeding. I feel like it's a really common thing for him. But I also feel like they're not as harsh on impeding this year as they were last year. I feel like everyone got five-second penalties last year for it. Carlos has literally impeded so many times this year that I was sure in Monaco he was going to get a five or ten grid penalty Yeah, because of how many warnings he'd had, but nothing came of it. We also had um, Lando struggling and it came out that they had to swap his engine to an old engine, which means he was losing, I think it was like half a second per lap. Um, So the poor kid only qualified 11th. Daniel struggled with pace as well. Um, I have no comments there because it's kind of a common occurrence for Daniel. So it's kind of hard to tell where the teams are unless Lando's putting in good laps. Yeah. And it was kind of, it was nice to see Daniel in Q3, but to not do any better than ninth. All right. So we really need to talk about Checo's red flag. Because that guy, that kid just walked through a forest to get back to the pit lane. Can we just talk about the fact that the medical car just never wants to pick him up? Yeah, I feel like that's really strange. I feel like the medical car, I haven't seen the medical car pick anyone up this year. I feel like I've definitely seen it pick people up. But remember how long he was waiting? Was it Jeddah or Bahrain? (laughs) It was Bahrain, yeah? He was just standing there. (laughs) Was it this year or last year? That was last year. Must have been Jeddah last year. And he was just standing there with his helmet in his hands waiting to get picked up. But this time, he just walked through, like, bushes. <laughs> yeah, they, like, hiked through a fucking little forest for him to get back to the pit lane. It couldn't have been good for his shoes. Yeah, well, I mean, apparently they're the world's most uncomfortable shoes. So, fuck walking back through, like, rocks and twigs and shit in those shoes. And apparently there are snakes I mean, there are, there are snakes in I've, that undergrowth. Speaking of Ted, because Ted uh, is very traumatic and was, was it Ted or Crofty? Are you calling Ted a snake? It was Crofty. No, 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 no. Um, no, speaking of Ted, Ted, <laughs> Ted uh, had to por- demonstrate a porpoising on a skateboard. I saw it. It is the funniest fucking thing. I nearly wet myself. I was, oh my, it was the funniest fucking thing I've ever seen. <sighs> But I love the fact that he he puts in the hard yards. He eats baby bells. He he didn't eat that baby bell. How do you know? It was covered in lint and had been in his pocket for a long time. He said he was going to eat it, so I believe that he ate it. I, hmm. You don't know for sure that he didn't eat it. How does Carlos say it? Baby bell. Baby bell. Baby bell. Baby bell. Baby bell. So funny. Um, and then he gets on a skateboard and demonstrates porpoising for us. He's doing the hard yards that no one else is willing to do. I don't see Crofty out there or Martin Brundle demonstrating how porpoising is. You know what? Crofty, Martin Brundle, get with it. Do better. All right, let's move on to the race. It was dry. The race was dry. Let's talk about the fact that Crofty didn't even have time to say it slides out and away we go properly. Or it slides out in a way we stroll. <laughs> that was the best sign of the weekend. Was it uh, the best sign? I really am disappointed that when I was in the grandstand in Melbourne that I wasn't holding up Lance's head the entire weekend. Why didn't you? I was embarrassed. <laughs> oh, I've got to cut that out. You can't say that about your favourite driver. 
I had people behind me saying <laughs> that he was shit. <laughs> one and then they found you on TikTok. Me. Then they found me on TikTok and were like, were you the girl that stood up for Lance Stroll? Yeah, bitch, I was. You know what? I would love to see them drive an F1 car. Amateurs. I could do it. Um. So, yeah, Crofty didn't even have time. The lights, He usually he says it's five light, like five lights. And it's lights out and away we go or something along those lines. And he didn't even have the time to say that because the lights didn't even pause for that like half a second. They just went straight out as soon as they hit five, which I found well, really interesting. I wonder if worked, that was a fuck up. It worked well for Max. They, you know, Ma- the angles, we discussed this, the angles that Max and Alonso had their cars on. We just didn't talk about Alonso getting P2. Oh, yeah. Alonso, uh, guys, guys, oh, guys. Alonso got P2 on the grid. He'd qualified really well. Uh, I put it down to it being a wet qualifying. Yeah. Also, George Slicks. Ugh. Uh. <laughs> Crofty not even being able to get through his saying five lights out. Five lights. The five lights are on. Blah, 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 blah. It's lights out. Away we go. He didn't even get to say that properly. I'm glad you don't say it. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine? <laughs> I mean, they have to let me. Um, so I feel like there might have been a fuck up with the timing for the starting of the race. Worked out in Max's favour because he had the most amazing start. I don't know. We discussed this. You po- you pointed it out. Yeah, I did. In the race. I did. The, the, the angles that Fernando and Max were on. Yeah. Because, of course, you're allowed to angle your car. As long as you're behind the line, you can do whatever you want. As long as you're behind the line, you can do whatever. Yeah, you could start. You could go reverse if you really (laughs) want to. I don't know if you you can. Can you? No, that would be illegal. Is it a rule that you're not allowed to be? Can you reverse? Uh, No, I don't think so. Can I also just discuss that I don't think we've had an actual proper shunt. No, we haven't. In the first lap this entire season. We haven't. We've been very lucky. Touch wood. Yeah, I mean, Silverstone's coming up, so anything could happen. I'm actually really scared. And seeing... Uh, Why? What are you scared for? Lewis isn't going to start in the front row. Yeah, they were angled very hard. It looked like they were going to shunt into each other. They were definitely trying to cut each other off. And, I mean, it worked for Max. He got the perfect getaway. He got in front. Yeah. I also think it, came, I think it comes down to his reaction times. His reaction times are insane. Well, he has said that your reaction time's slow when you get over a certain age, so. Haas had their best race start ever in their history. I'm pretty. I was amazed. I'm happy for them. Go K-Mag. Go Shimi Jr. I was very impressed. I was very depressed with the race. Yeah. Later on. Yeah. Lando, like we said, had his engine changed, which made him very slow, which I feel like it's his lowest finish besides the DNF. In a it's okay, while. Lando. We still love you. Charles also had, I don't know if you saw this, but Charles had a crack on his side pod and they covered it Oh my it God, I did tape. see that. It was like clear tape, yeah? Yeah. And I was like, um, mm, it was giving mm, Alpha Tauri Yuki's wing, <laughs> real wing. Vibes. <laughs> Yeah, right. But also, could he have won if he didn't have a cracked iPod? 
Whoa, didn't think of that, did we? I, maybe, maybe. Yeah. We had some pretty terrible pit stops. We had multiple terrible multiple terrible pit stops by multiple teams. And honestly, I was very shocked. And for it to be Lando was kind of depressing. Yeah, so McLaren decided to double stack, which means that they pull in both cars at once and the second car kind of has to wait a second or two for the car in front to be done. So they decided to double stack, which is fine. They've done it before and done well. But then they took Lando's tyres off, put the wrong tyre on, and then realised, oh, we actually don't have your tyres, buddy, and had to go get his tyres. We, so, we have seen a good double stack this year, and it was Red Bull in Monaco. So speaking of McLaren, Lando came out in his interview afterwards and said that pace, speed, and grip were problems for McLaren. This kid is uh, I was needs just Charlotte thinking, back Charlotte, ASAP. you need to return to McLaren because Lando has been running his mouth this entire season and needs to be stopped. <laughs> I'm I'm here for it. I love an honest king. I he just has no it, poker actually. face. He's like he's like Carlos. Just there's just no poker face. Yeah, but I also yeah, I just I think it's great. I think it's I think it's great. I honestly think that we need more drivers to be honest in their interviews and i love that lando is i appreciate that about him we we do like it we also had so yeah we spoke about before about charles's power unit and he managed to go from 19th to fifth what a king that was honestly so impressive ferrari did very well this weekend i was practically in tears at the end of the race um which i'll get to in a little bit but Ferrari did very well this weekend. To go from 19th to 5th and have to go through the midfield twice, impressive. And we did – we had poor Checo. He he had another DNF. Yeah. So, fun fact, did you know that Red Bull currently have more power failures than Ferrari? I'm not surprised. So because – Baku were two separate things for the Ferrari boys. Yeah, I'm not talking about like as an engine manufacturer, I'm talking about teams. Yeah, I'm not surprised. I mean, the first three races, we for the first race in Bahrain, we had Checo and Max not finish, and then we had Max not finish in Melbourne. This has been the, the, the most recent. So... I feel like the Ferrari do have a very good chance at a comeback if they keep having DNFs to reliability issues. We're only halfway through the season. Um, we also have Ferrari graining very Six laps early in. on, even though the track temps weren't they, the track temps weren't that high. I think it was just down to pushing, and I think it was the mediums just weren't it this weekend. The mediums were not it. Yeah, mediums weren't it. I mean, we had the same thing happen in Baku, and. We did with the C5, the C4, and C3 tyre. So, I mean, maybe they need to bring harder tyres next year. We also had a black and orange flag. Again? A second one. I mean, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say that it's three times now, so I'm expecting another one this season. It's just, but. we spoke about flags in one of our episodes a million years ago. And now, and we went from saying we've never seen a black and orange flag to now we've seen two in two weeks. Right? What was the black and orange flag for? Do you remember? 
I think it was for K-Mag's uh, front wing. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Uh, which I'm surprised that he kept, like, wanted to stay out with how broken it was. And, like, it was dropping debris everywhere. So, I'm surprised <laughs> they let him stay out for that long. Uh, <laughs> now, did we actually hear someone on the radio say, George, it's James? No, that was just me. I was saying Yeah, George I know. But James. I would like to know if that actually happened. No, it didn't. I was just saying it. I'm glad. I just said George. I feel like it's going to happen. I feel like there's going to be a George it's James comment <sighs> this season. And I think that sort of like what we said McLaren did for Danny Rick last week, I feel like they kind of gave Hammy position in a podium to get pep him up, to get him back to being a happy chappy, which I completely understand. He really needed it. He, he was very depressed. But you know what? George deserves it. He has been Mr. Sunday consistency since Bahrain. Yeah, and I think it shows just how much of a great driver he is because I don't think anyone has done that f- since Lando did it last year. No, and you know, I at the start of the season, I'm sure I mentioned on here, I didn't think that George was the yeah, right you were so not about the Mercedes it. seat. I wasn't, and but seeing his consistency and seeing how well he's actually been doing the Mercedes, I think they made. I think Toto made the right choice. Toto is the whole. I feel like he's the puppet master. I feel like he knows everything and knows everyone. Like, he, first of all, he manages SD Bessie, who drives for Alpine. Surely he's getting inside of information from there. Mick was accidentally lost. I say with quotation marks in the Mercedes garage this weekend. Um, after he DNF'd. Oh, same so, I mean, I feel like uh, Toto has. I feel like Toto has definitely got his ways around. Shumi Junior, poor oh. Shumi Junior. I nearly cried. He was Nick. looking at getting his first Nick. point Nick. or points of the season to have a DNF, and I'm pretty sure if you're an F1 fan and you were okay with that, you were not welcome in the sport. I'm sorry. I'll gatekeep that. Shumi Jr. should be protected at all costs and everyone should be happy for him at all times. Of course. Yes, you are 100% correct. And I think everyone will be so happy when he has his his points. So Mick obviously had his mum and his sister there this weekend. And I was almost in tears when I saw them hug and I was like, stop it. I can't. Were you almost in tears over the Haas bucket hat? Uh, yeah, first of all, Haas bucket hat. Haas, I am coming for all your merch. Um, Second of all, I was almost in tears at another point in the race. I actually was in tears at another point in the race, which we'll get to in a little bit. But throwback to 2021, Monza, I can talk about Silverstone. First lap incidents. I mean, not first lap incidents, just any lap incident between Lewis Hamilton and Max Verstappen. It was it was really looking like that, wasn't it, for a second? I honestly don't understand why Hamilton did it. Like, it, it was just so unnecessary. I was just like, please, no, I don't need these two to crash into each other. And thankfully they didn't. Um, It... The, the pit lane this week stressed me out. Oh, it was so stressful. It looked like they were going to shunt straight into a wall because it was, like, so straight. Usually they have, like, a turn or a swerve into it. No, you just go straight into the pit lane, which, I mean, 
it probably makes it one of the faster pit lanes on the sec- on the calendar. But fuck, it was terrifying. Going back to Haas, K Mag, what a legend! Went from I'm pretty sure like P six down to P nineteen, and I can understand for on P whatever wherever he finished. I can't remember, but he. I'm not surprised that he finished where he finished because he did 56 laps on the same set of tyres. Jesus, that's that's giving it's giving Alex Albon in Melbourne. It's giving Checo Tia hooking after tyre Tia. It's it's giving that's for sure, and I was very impressed. Good go, K Mag. He's a. Good, I would love to see him in a in a top team car. I feel like he could. I feel like he could show show us what he's got. I can't say that all was happy because then we had Yuki. 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 I was sad. What happened with Yuki? Yuki had went into the pit lane, got a fresh set of hard tyres, came out of the pit lane, turned his steering wheel, but his car didn't turn, so he ended up straight in the barrier at the end of the pit lane. So, I mean, that pit lane stress didn't come for nothing. So, Lulu thinks he's got more consistency now, uh, which, I mean... You've only finished two races in similar positions, so please don't get your hopes up. Not that You're I not missed to Sunday. I, and I don't mean that in a rude, condescending way. I just think he's comparing himself to George. George, and I don't think there's a need for that at all. But he did say women and men instead of men and women the other day, and I was the happiest person ever. Because we, we stand for a king that puts female empowerment first. Lewis is all about female empowerment and we are so here for it. <laughs> um, I mean, did you not watch him throw Angela into the... I, the I did. But <laughs> why did he throw Angela into the river? She made a bet with him that if he got on the podium that she'd jump into the river. Oh, that's so cute. Yeah. That's adorable. All right. I'm going to get very emotional here for a second. Are you ready? No. Carlos, king of the safety car. Safety car comes out roughly 10 laps to go. And then he gave Max Verstappen the fight of his life for that fucking podium. And honestly, I've never wanted anyone to win more than I have in that moment. Probably the last time I wanted someone to win that bad was Max when he won the world championship. And I was almost, I was in tears because I just wanted him to get his maiden win. He was so close. He was pushing so hard. And it really makes me upset that a lot of people have come out and said that if the, if it was Charles and not Checo, that Charles would have won. Like give the guy a break. He's doing the best he can. I don't know about that because we've seen, we've seen, like, this happened in Saudi with Max and Charles with the last lap battle. And I honestly think that if Carlos had have overtaken, Max just would have got him back with the DRS. We don't know that, though. We have, like, you don't know. Yeah, we don't. Carlos is a pretty good defender. So, it also just, there was a couple long straights, like, that played into Red Bull's hands. But then the corners played into Ferrari's hands. So, it's just, it's one of those things we wouldn't have known unless it happened. We also had Alpha with great race pace. Where did Valtteri finish? Both cars in the points. That's all I can tell you. <laughs> <laughs> so race finishes. We have Max Verstappen, Carlos Sainz, and Lewis Hamilton on good the podium. Job. Great race. They. It was a good. I was happy. I wasn't really upset at all. 
but driver of the day was up for contention and I feel like it was very discussed on TikTok and F1 Twitter and it was planned out by thousands of fans. I personally voted for, <laughs> for Strolovich. Of course you were a traitor. But I we have seen the FIA be cheeky before and yeah it makes me I would love to see you know what I'm I want to I want the FIA to release the stats on everyone like <laughs> who's been voted I want to see the whole I want to see the whole 100% show me how this was divided tell me who came runner-up because I'm gonna honestly believe their original comment on TikTok went viral uh, that someone was like, we need to vote Nicholas Latifi, driver of the day. And I can't, I don't know who said it, but it was a comment on a video and it went viral and people, he, heaps of people made a vid- videos of it. I just think it's one of those, I just think it's one of those things. They need to release the whole count because I don't know if I believe that Charles got, I mean, Charles did an amazing job. He went from P19 to fifth. I commend him. I would have voted for him, but I mean... I want to know where Nicholas Latifi came because I don't believe them that Nicholas Latifi came last. I do not believe. I am with you on that. I I definitely think that Nikki got it. Yeah, and also to whoever started the whole viral thing that made the original comment. Kudos to you. I will. I personally think that you. We need more fans like you in F one. We love that. <laughs> Great job. Yeah, I mean it's something. So, I love Ted's notebook. Ted's notebook was chaotic. He ran up and down the pit lane talking about everyone. As he usually um, does. And that's where half of my information came from for this episode. But he gets to Red Bull Garage and was like, they currently have a sniffer dog and policeman in the garage. Um, don't know why. And then he started making jokes, being like, did the sniffer dog just find Red Bull? Is he, that, is he a sniffer dog for Red Bull? <laughs> or they detect bombs, drugs, and energy drinks? Or were they there to sniff Checo's gearbox? <laughs> do, we, do, we know why there, do we know why there was a sniffer dog in the Red Bull no, car? No, we don't. We do not know. But uh, I need answers is all I have to say is I need answers about why there was a sniffer dog in the garage and did they find anything? And also, did they go through the rest of the garages? I have questions. I need to know. And then it pre- <laughs> and then Ted proceeded to go down the pit lane and tell us all about the other teams and the problems they were having in their updates and whatnot. And at the end, he was waiting, as per usual, he's waiting for the team photo. Uh, and Red Bull were taking their sweet-ass time. So, and so, <laughs> so Ted tried to muster up some... Red Bull employees to take a photo with him. No one wanted to take a photo with poor Ted. So Ted took a photo with a trophy by himself, which I thought was so humbling. And I'm just like, oh, Ted, honestly, we need more Ted content over the weekend. One Ted's notebook after each session is not enough. I need a pre-Ted's notebook. Ted, it would have been right in that photo with Ted. Oh, 100%. But on that note, I think it's time to call it a day. I think you are correct. We are going to call it a day. Calling it a day? Calling it a day. day oh, you're called. calling me. I don't have my phone. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry if you have liked this episode. You can find us on TikTok, Instagram, 
Twitter, which we don't use, by the way, so don't follow us on Twitter. Uh, YouTube. Get on our YouTube. We have recently had some new friends find us on YouTube and we appreciate you. Uh, we love having you guys around wherever you find us, Spotify, Apple Music, whatever. Leave us a comment. Leave us a star rating. Leave us a thumbs up. Subscribe. Follow. Um, a like. We enjoy it all. We will respond to you if you get in on the action. If you've got any questions about anything, hit us up. Get in our emails. Get on our website. We're always here to help and find answers and create a safe space to learn. If you enjoyed this episode, join us again next week. If you if you enjoyed Ash's word vomit, give us a like. Yeah, and love you. Bye. bye.